Ladies and gentlemen, this is an auspicious day. What a day! What a fabulous day! It is, in fact, a red letter day. Today marks the dawning of a new episode of Real Deal No Sex Appeal. A constant barrage of eye-opening conspiracies and ad-libbed innuendo. Featuring Parker. If at first you don't succeed, keep on sucking till you do succeed. <laughs> and Chris. On the streets, he's known as a jackass. Two premier content creators promoting the healthiest brand integrity in the world. Tell them what they've won, Spider. The way I see it, this should be a very dynamite show. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Real Deal No Sex Spiel. My name is Chris, with me as always is Parker and Alex, and we watch Godzilla, King of the Monsters. My, my initial take, and you guys can disagree if you'd like, uh, I thought it was very good for a Godzilla movie and pretty good for a movie. That's correct. I'm not going to touch that, but let's, let's move on. <laughs> I'll say I understand why so many people didn't like it, but also, I will probably have seen it for a third time by the time this episode goes up. So yeah. You know. I had a fair amount of fun with this. I actually have a lot of really positive things to say, but there is also a lot of problems. And I, I think that's okay in a movie, right? Like, sometimes we, we kind of no. feel like we're nitpicking and stuff, but it's... Not it, every movie has to be perfect. Right. This movie's yeah. good. It's not yeah. great. It's good. And if you want a certain thing from it, you will absolutely get that thing, unless you have brain damage, like Yellow Cyclone. <laughs> <laughs> He is mad about something. Anyway. Uh, studio hack director Mike Doherty, known yeah. for such studio hits as Trick or Treat. Krampus. <laughs> what, what a hack. They just keep falling upward. Well, what he a... produced an X-Men 15 years ago, therefore. Yeah, what a sellout. All right, Parker, you got any news? And it's all trailers again. Speaking of both oh. showings I went to. I got the Rambo trailer and the Terminator trailer back to back both times. Yup. I didn't get the Terminator trailer, but I saw the Rambo trailer and holy shit. <laughs> you guys do you were like kidding. how they use only the white parts of Old Town Road? Because I do. <laughs> do you like how it's just turning into uh, Straw Dogs, except it's a white guy against what's probably going to be a bunch of minorities? I had the realization watching the second time, like, do you think the gang is MS 13? You can't. <laughs> oh fuck! Because has to be right. I'm pretty not sure that's exactly what it is. Oh please! I'm 90% sure that's exactly what they're Do doing. Do they have to pay royalties to MS13 for using their name in a Rambo movie? Yeah. And it, no, they're gonna call them MS14. <laughs> anyway, it kind of makes me think about uh, how how much uh, at least Parker and I, Alex, I, I don't want to speak for you, but I, I bet you enjoyed uh, First Blood, right? Oh, of course. That, that movie rules. I mean, that's a really, really well done movie, and to see it become this. That, oh man, I, I your dad like must I, have woken up in a cold sweat when this trailer dropped. <laughs> Finally, about <laughs> time. Death Wish didn't I, go far enough. <laughs> I love so much that like after watching that that Terminator trailer, like part of me was like, ah, eh, you know, this could be good, and the other part of me was like, yeah, but he didn't headbutt a helicopter out of the air, so I'm not going to see it. Which is correct. <laughs> I saw the Terminator trailer. Was like, there is a hundred percent chance I am red boxing that. Because if there's one thing I've enjoyed from this franchise, it's to watch them try and go, okay, no, but those movies don't count, so we'll send this person back, but we'll also send this and watch them trip on these. their own dicks. Like, it's, they... <laughs> it's like if there were time tuners in Harry Potter by the fourth chapter. It's so cool. <laughs> like, this is the third time in a row that they've tried to kickstart a new trilogy, and they just keep failing. It's so good. Every single subsequent Terminator release just misses the point of Judgment Day. 
I love it with all my <laughs> it art. It rules how James Cameron has sucked for 20 years. Our homes looks too. a thousand years old. <laughs> <laughs> Which, granted, he's earned it. Yeah. Let the man sleep. He has enough money. Stop <laughs> making these. Yeah. Okay. I uh, say knowing I will pay money to see it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, all in my yeah. slot, baby. <laughs> Alright, uh, so that's I guess that's it for news. Let's do you want to hear a jerks of the week now? I, I've got mine. Oh fuck. I can't believe you've done this. Uh, it's up to you guys. Oh, I, I can go later. now, I can go later, I don't care. Just okay, I guess Alex will just dip it in whenever you want, and Parker, I'm sure you have something pre planned for this. <laughs> uh, for me, uh, mine was a semi viral moment. It was uh, a gentleman by the name of Kenneth Copeland. He's at a television evangelist from I guess down in a Parker's area of Texas or something. And uh, he sure. was caught on camera being interviewed by, I guess, Inside Access or whatever. And it's talking about, oh, you had all this money to buy a plane. That's not really what I'm talking about here. What I'm talking about is his face. It's fucking <laughs> nightmarish. He keeps making all these different faces, like he's fucking Jim Carrey with these faces. <laughs> and that got me to thinking, oh my god, he looks identical to the villain from The Mask. <laughs> He also looks like in the Fellowship of the Ring when Bilbo reaches for the ring. <laughs> he really does. <laughs> Fuck out of me in the theater. You know the weirdest thing? That guy is like 82 years old and has very clearly had a ton of work done. He's, He's like, he does the wettest, sloppiest kiss on this reporter's hand. <laughs> you're missing the better religious thing, which is the priest who went online to, like, to defend, like, actually gays are wrong, kept getting tweeted about it, and then posted today a picture of Jesus on the cross that said Jesus Christ got ratioed. It's the coolest <laughs> thing I've ever seen in my life. Oh, I, I actually know that guy. That guy's from uh, Providence. So. Oh, Which is the weirdest thing. Posting through it. Another win for Boston sports. Now, if you know anything about Providence, it's one of the most gay-friendly towns in America. So that guy's just if having I a bad day every day. I know anything about Providence, it's Boston, too. <laughs> no, the, well, that's the positive of Providence. The bad side about Providence is I'm pretty sure H.P. Uh, Lovecraft lived there for a little bit. So, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Still, all those dots stick, are connecting around there. Um, all right, that's it for jerks. That's my jerk of the week. I guess the other two will be surprises. We can we can wait on this. Yeah, great. <laughs> It'll come up. Uh, actually, I was looking through my recently watched. I really only have one. Um, I I did rewatch the uh, 2014 Godzilla. Uh, I have to admit, I don't like it. So that's fair. Yeah. I totally get it. I, I, can I enjoy that movie a lot. I kind of like I think the sense of scale in that movie is so good. I thought Brian Cranston did a really good job for the first five seconds. I think the halo jump scene is one of the most gorgeous things I've seen in a theater. It's it's a shame it has been since upstaged, but you know what can you do? Yeah, that's a good point. I uh, mean, yeah, that was five years. God, that was five years ago, right? Yeah, oh, it looks good for right, five years me... ago. I, I did kind of like Godzilla getting sick of everyone else's shit, just getting up and going to the ocean. Just being like, alright, this isn't fun anymore. Movies I respect that move. I have done that at many a party. I have to admit, I was I was kind of just looking at it. I was just like, is he dead? I'm, I'm looking at the, the remainder. I was like, there's three minutes left in the movie. Just his career. Oh. oh, he just gets <laughs> up and goes. Dab on him. <laughs> I did like that. And the only other movie I watched um, is Eyes Wide Shut. Ooh, buddy. Oh, I'm ready for this one. Uh, I, I think I mostly kind of liked it. And that's about as far as I could go. It, it definitely feels uh, like it's a dream sequence. But not like one of those really cool dreams that you have. 
or, or like a nightmare or anything. It's just one of those dreams that keeps on going. It's two and a half hours long, so Parker, don't bother. Um, yes, Tom sir. Cruise, I genuinely think this might be my least favorite performance he's ever given. I don't know. It's real weird. I don't know what in the world he was trying to do. Here's the most handsome man who's ever lived, and he has no chemistry at all with any of the female leads. And they're trying Yeah, but that's every Tom Cruise movie. I, I know, but in like other ones, I, I don't know. I kind of like his uh, chemistry in, in the he fucking... He was literally in this with someone he was married to. Yeah. <laughs> there is zero chemistry. On the one hand, I kind of feel like maybe Stanley Kubrick was... Like doing that on purpose, trying to drive him apart. I read some reports about something like uh, that. But here we go. That's... It's like all the Hideo Kojima fans. No. Like, oh no, it's actually retarded on purpose. No, but that's the thing is, I'm not that big of a fan of this movie. I can't really defend it that far because I wasn't really entirely sure about the point of it. Like, what is the main thrust of this movie? I I have to admit, I kind of like the end. Just being like, you want to just go home and screw, and like that's that's good enough for me. That's how I solve most of my problems. But I I don't really know where this movie was trying to go. Yeah, Eyes Wide Shut is a movie that feels like what I imagine sleep paralysis feels like. Oh, I can definitely kind of say that. Like, I have to keep watching. I can't look away, but it's not, like, car crash good. It's just like, I actually don't want to be here right now, but I'm going to keep watching anyway. And for that, I kind of respect, like, Kubrick's ability to just, like, make you watch a movie that you don't want to watch. I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. I think that does it justice. Let but. me do the best that I can here. This movie was on 11 different lists, and that explains why there was a pedophilia thing in the movie. Another <laughs> movie yeah, for child abuse. I just cannot trust the lists anymore. I can't I can wait to find out that the site with the lists is going to be like the server is based out of the basement of Comet Ping Pong. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess. Uh, overall... It was alright. Um, I didn't feel like the movie was shot extraordinarily. It's not exactly Barry Lyndon over here. I, I couldn't even put this in, like, among the best Kubrick movies I've seen. Although I think this it's, means I've watched all of them now, unless I'm missing one of them. It's not a bad movie. It's no. just very, very confusing. Yeah, I again, I could watch it, like, two or three more times. And I, I still don't think I'd be able to pick up whatever he was putting down. It's a shame. Also, I think he needed lips in this movie. Uh, oh. He's just no, he's me. just a tiny little boy. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why that got me, but it did. It's a real one-two. I'm proud of yeah. you guys. <laughs> That's the sign that Joel logged on. Okay, so uh, let's... <laughs> So, when we last left the double shot of love. <laughs> that sentence really does a lot for me. <laughs> <laughs> there was a whole lot of good going on. There was a lot of drunk women crying. There were Vinny and Pauly D. There was a trivia contest. There was a woman crawling around like a cat who did not get eliminated somehow. <laughs> we jump into the next episode. Keep in mind, they have been there for less than 24 hours at this point. There's more interpersonal drama, there's fighting, the big outing for the night is they go to a club that they set up in, like, a guest house in the backyard, which is really just Polly walking around with a megaphone going, yeah, oh yeah, club time, oh yeah! <laughs> so they all go to the club, each of the women's, like, getting their chance to, like, show their stuff on the dance floor. 
This one lady gets on the floor and starts doing, like, snow angels, except you can see everything. Like, fucking everything. Like, her top is coming down, her bottom is coming up. Then she gets up, she shit-talks the other girls about how all their dance moves suck. They go back to the house, she's like, actually, you know what, I didn't get enough attention tonight. So she starts packing her shit. People are like, hey, what are you doing? What's going on? She looks at them, and I wrote this down, because what she says is, I'm wasting my time here. I don't even know if there's a gym, and I don't know if the food is organic. (laughs) She's confronted by Vinny and Polly. And she's like, I don't know, man. I'm wasting my time. I have a really short lifespan. It's only like 150 years. They sort of look at her confusedly. She says, and I quote, I'm not here for me. I'm here from above for you. Then she looks at Polly and says, Polly, you have a great reputation. Turns to Vinny and says, and Vinny, no one knows who the fuck you are. And then she leaves. (laughs) This is the first five minutes of episode two. Queen, I would die for you if you hear me out there. (laughs) Hard cut to the challenge the next day, which is Vinny and Polly fighting in a boxing room with sockum boppers. This show is so good. Now, I watched three episodes this week. I'm not going to get in the nitty-gritty of, you know, who's up, who's down, all of that shit. Although I know all one of you are dying to hear that. What I will talk about is how the challenge on the next episode brought back the t-shirt shop owner from Jersey Shore as, like, a special guest. Incredible cameo. Why? So... The game, the game that they had them play was called Dirty Laundry, and what it was was each of them had a shirt with, like, some, like, secret that they had written on it, and the other girls had to try to match up the shirts with everybody. So, you know, by the end of this, everybody's wearing a shirt that says, like, had sex with somebody in a moving car, or longest relationship ever is three months. You know, just, like, generic embarrassing stuff. We pan back to Vinny and Polly as the challenge is ending, and Vinny is now wearing a shirt that says, stole my boss's girlfriend once. (laughs) Right in front of the t-shirt shop guy. (laughs) I had to pause it, I was laughing so hard. Whoever is responsible for these shows is a fucking genius. <laughs> they are so, 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 so good. It is just next level. Just how how in touch with everything I want to see they are. And I'm still at the stage of this where, like, the boring girls are getting weeded out. So all of, like, the completely unlovable drama fiends are still in the house because production. So every episode is, like, someone tells someone a secret. That person tells somebody else the secret. The person who's told the secret the second time starts crying, confronts the middle girl, who also starts crying, who confronts the first girl, who starts crying. Like, just over and over and over. And inevitably, one of them will go out to confront Polly, because all of the crazy girls have the hots for Polly, naturally. And he's just sitting there like, man, I'm just trying to chill out and have a good time, and this lady just ran out in her purple face mask to yell at me about some rumor that she started. It is so excited. It is maybe the greatest dating show I've ever seen. (laughs) By the way, the challenge in the fourth episode, (laughs) because this was a guys challenge episode. You know, the girls will typically like pick teams and then like the winners get to go out with that person. This challenge was Vinny and Polly suspended over a vat of hair gel until somebody fell. (laughs) Oh, yes. (laughs) Everything about this show is on another level. (laughs) Y'all, if you like dating shows at all, you owe it to yourself. 
I know I'm forgetting some stuff that happened because I didn't write it down, but man. <laughs> All right, our new side podcast, episode by episode. <laughs> <laughs> I've got four more to watch to get caught up for next week, so. God. Oh, it's still on. So oh, my God. It's oh, oh dude, it's still in its run, dude. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, I yeah. Gotta there. I gotta get in there. Yeah, I, I think, like, episode nine is this week, so you got you got time. It's a little work out of you, but... Oh, yeah. I love Normie Corner with all my heart. <laughs> all right, Parker, so what have you got for us? turns out that, like, all of the Real Housewives shows are on Hulu. Oh, buddy. And my girlfriend has gone down a rabbit hole. Thank There's you. not been a minute of silence without <laughs> Vanderpump Rules on for the last six days. <laughs> Vanderpump Rules is, like, actually really, really good. It's like, there's so, so much that I could never watch at all, but it's, like, one of my favorite things to just be like, I have 20 minutes to kill, I'm gonna watch the end of an episode of Vanderpump Rules and see who's in rehab and who's screaming at each other. She's in the room right now. We started this week. She's on season five, I think. Those are not <laughs> short episodes. Jeez. Yeah. It is so good. <laughs> I texted my mom about it, and she just started running down all the people she hates on it. It was very <laughs> powerless. It's the most bonding we've had in a long time. Now, since I know you're going to get done that soon, and I know you're going to be looking for more things to watch after you get through Double Shot at Love, are you familiar with Below Deck? I am not, but I like the sound of it. So it's that, but on a boat. <laughs> oh, fuck me. Okay. <laughs> it's real, real fucking good. I'm very interested in what you're selling me right now. <laughs> yeah, because she burned through, like, all the Real Housewives in, like, two weeks. It's like, yeah, checks out. spin off with six seasons streaming, and it is there's been no peace in this house. I've never walked into a room without seeing Jax's enormous head or someone crying. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> Reality TV is so fucking good. I I am ready to pivot to a reality TV podcast, whatever you are, buddy. Uh, let me uh, clear my schedule here. <laughs> so, in the movie we watched this week, a lot of time is given to a super secret organization called Monarch. But there's another super secret organization that I researched this week. And they had a show called Unidentified, Inside America's UFO Investigation. Oh, fuck yes. So... Here's our lineup. Chris Mellon, Deputy Assistant Secretary of Defense. Steve Justice, former Director of Advanced Systems Development at Lockheed Martin. Lou Elizondo, former Director of Advanced Aerospace Threat Identification Program. And Tom DeLong of Blink-182. <laughs> you better believe Tom Fuck. DeLong has produced a show on the History Channel right now about aliens. It's like it's like a forty-five minute episode because it just premiered. Thirty minutes is like your typical. We're looking at footage. We're interviewing people who are there, and then it just cuts to Tom DeLonge talking about emailing <laughs> fucking John Podesta, king pedophile <laughs> of Comet Ping Pong Pizza, showing old band footage and him oh, talking Jesus. about wanting to get to the center of everything. Oh my god, dude! It's not even fair. <laughs> it's real good. <laughs> I will be watching every episode as they air. I'm so excited. Because <laughs> it's literally a half hour of these experts who've spent, like, years working in the Pentagon talking about, like, look, I could get my whole shit fucked for talking about this. And then there's the dipshit from Angels and Airwaves pretending to email John Podesta. <laughs> it's so good. It's... TV's good again, folks. 
this is the real prestige TV hours. Yeah, I was gonna say, whoever said the golden age of TV was over (laughs) hasn't been watching what we've been watching. (laughs) That's the platinum era. (laughs) Chris, if I remember correctly, you did a spelling bee at work this week, right? Uh, yeah, actually, yeah, we did the spelling bee. Chris, I learned a new word this week. A word called avengement. Which is the act of taking vengeance. And also, a new Scott Adkins movie. Y'all, fuck yes. Buckle up. Same director as Triple Threat. Let's hear it. Movie starts, he breaks out of prison, rounds up a bunch of people in a pub, and tells them the story of how he became just an absolute nightmare of a human being. The first half of this movie is nonstop prison fights. Yes. I lost track of how many fights there are. And they're not like slickly choreographed fights. It is just mashing taters, just throwing big old fucking ham hocks at each other. There's a point. Here are my notes here. Okay, the first time he gets in a fight, he immediately gets curb stomped and has to get his teeth replaced with a giant metal grill, which is real good. Let's see here. So he gets in a fight, extend his sentence by a year. So he decides, all right, I'm just going to turn into a cold-blooded killer and murder everyone. My notes are as follows. Another year added. Another prison fight. Another prison fight. I bet you didn't know it was possible to make your own napalm in prison. Sentence extended two years. Another prison fight. Another year added. Another prison fight. That is the first 40 minutes of this 85-minute movie. Fuck yes. It is so good. You owe it to yourself to enjoy it. It is aggressively cockney. Everyone talks like a fucking parody. It's so good. I was kicking my feet like a wee little baby just watching it. Because they have one trick, which is someone getting hit in the face with a large object and blood shooting out of their mouth, and they really liked using it. (laughs) You owe it to yourself, especially. I know you will be a happy little kid. Oh, shit. Savage Dog is on the way, don't you worry. Oh, God, yes. You need to watch it, too. (laughs) Let me talk to you about Beta House. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) So it's the same Stifler as last movie. But the opening scene is Shooter McGavin reprising his role to drive his loser virgin son to his first day at college. (laughs) The cold open of this movie is just him pointing out girls and telling them how he can't wait for his son to crush some ass. He points at a woman and she goes, he's a stallion, just like his old man, and starts horse whinnying in the driver's seat. (laughs) And in case you forget what series this is, like ten minutes in, he's like, oh wow, co-ed bathrooms, and then a girl goes into shower and he actually gets a boater and pees on himself. (laughs) In case you were confused as to where we were. Hold on, that is biologically impossible. Correct. (laughs) But also... (laughs) So the plot of this movie is that Beta House is full of all these goddamn chads, and the nerds on campus want to get rid of them. (laughs) The whole crux of the movie is the nerds want these chads out of here. Uh, I don't like this. It just just turns into your typical, alright, well these two frats are going to do college games, and the winner gets to stay and the loser has to go. And it's just aggressive nudity for like 80 minutes <laughs> <laughs> the funniest nerd that 
fucking kill me because there's a, obviously there's like a whole stable of nerds and one of them's just a dude in a wheelchair and on the tray is just an Alienware laptop. He doesn't have a single oh, line fuck. but the visual fucking crushing because <laughs> it's shit. so specific. Someone on set had to know like, no, 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 get him an Alienware. It's way funnier than <laughs> It's... There's a cameo by a certain little person from the previous movie. <laughs> Thank you. I was afraid there wouldn't be. A joke that actually legitimately made me laugh is they had to do like an American Gladiators type of thing where you try to knock the person off. <laughs> so he calls in his ringer. A <laughs> man trained in using a lightsaber named Dave Maul, who's just some dude in a hoodie <laughs> doing cartwheels and flipping. <laughs> it's so fucking good. There's an extended Deer Hunter parody, but instead yes. of a real bullet, it's a container full of horse cum. <laughs> <laughs> It comes down to the wire, and the tiebreaker is first to come his pants loses. Oh my god! It is in your future. That's all. I'll leave oh, it at fuck. that. I know you. You'll be watching this shortly. Motherfucker! <clears throat> this puts a damper on my plans this week of watching all three Harold and Kumars. Oh man! You know what? That is around the corner for this guy. Don't you worry. All right. <laughs> And Chris, lastly, the jerk of the week is me, because as we mentioned off mic, I'm sitting at work perusing through my notes yesterday, and I see a note that just says, Inferno. I realize, oh shit, I was too busy binging through American Pie movies, I forgot to watch what he assigned to me. So I went home, made myself dinner, and I watched MacGruber instead. (laughs) (laughs) How can I be mad at you? MacGruber is funnier every single time I watch it. God damn it. I completely forgot about the payoff for the license plate joke in like the first 15 minutes of the movie. I adore that movie, and I will absolutely watch Inferno this week. Because, like, I didn't watch shit. Like, I usually have a roster of absolute garbage, but I didn't have time for anything. But don't worry, my friend. I won't Understandable with all that reality TV, dude. I. Hours. Those are like 45 minute episodes. There's like tr- minimum 20 episodes a season. I have not had a full night's sleep without nightmares. I wake up in the middle of the night and there's just someone screaming or dumping a drink on someone's head. And then I, like <laughs> I live in reality it. TV is so fucking good. Dude. I'm kind of just anticipating your girlfriend's watching this wide eyed. She hasn't moved yet. You're, you're feeding her, right? I may have forgotten to get groceries tonight because I was running late. But that's an after we record problem. She'll be it is, fine. Yeah, she this made, is about... She made content. a Red Bull vodka. She's fine. She's fine. She's fine. All right, lads. Let's talk about King of the Monsters. Finally. Anyway. Uh, Finally, <laughs> he says, at 27 I'm minutes. I'm kidding. Okay, uh, no, we'll talk fastest about one we've Chucky. ever had. Fuck yourself. <laughs> so it takes place after... Okay. Uh, yeah. So when we last well, left our hero, uh, he was he got kind of secretary of humankind and uh, fucked off to the ocean. Oh, the, you mean that movie? Yeah. I thought you meant Godzilla '98, where we last left you. No. <laughs> uh, I guess we won't mention Kong Skull Island uh, until the end because the movie certainly doesn't seem to mention it until the very end. They have a brief That's thing. It's like there were monsters on Kong Skull Island. Just saying. Look, um, all I'm saying is I don't believe that King Kong can swim. So, 
I have seen too many movies. This is somehow like, the most you're racist not gonna thing that's ever that. been on the podcast. Okay. So, uh, people have uh, found that, what is it, Godzilla's uh, still asleep underwater or something? How do they wake up Godzilla in this? They don't. He's just hanging out. He's just hanging out? All right. Yeah, he's uh, passing through. Uh, well, <laughs> this movie does have Mothra in it. Um, Mothra is actually uh, pretty great. Mothra's one of the first uh, monsters that we see. It's in, what's what, encased in ice or something? I don't know. No, that was Ghidorah. Okay. Mothra's, no, Mothra's just, just hanging engaged. out. The yeah, Mothra's just hanging. Good. I think literally yeah. just hanging out or something. Like a, like a Metroid villain. Then they're like, hey, what if we play this really loud, annoying sound in front of it and see what happens? Uh, <laughs> they call that, that the brown noise? <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, they do that, and then Mothra <laughs> is their friend after killing, like, two or three armed guards. And, uh, Millie Bobby Brown from Stranger Things makes a really stupid face. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, I couldn't get over that face. I just thought the, the whole face was just like, for it. But I liked it, because, hey, it's Mothra. It's nice seeing Mothra again. Um, I'm not really sure how to start off this movie, but maybe the, the best way to start off talking about this movie is talk about the reviews that we've seen that came out. Because the reviews all said... Well, it's all right. I mean, a little too much of the monsters fighting each other. I want more character development, which is sort of like the opposite of what the reviews said for Godzilla 2014. Um, I don't it's know just if... It's cool that this franchise has existed for like six decades, and a new one comes out like, I don't know, it shows more people. Like, That's on you. I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> like, the wild thing is like, okay, so they're clearly like using this as a linchpin to set up an entire franchise. Like, There's a lot of breadcrumbing that goes throughout this movie that I'll get to later. But, like, the entire appeal of making this big-budget monster franchise is that you can recast the whole movie every time, so you don't have to pay Robert Downey Jr. $50 million to be in all your movies. And these people are like, yeah, but, like, what about the threads of, like, the little girl into the next seven movies? Like, it doesn't set up anything. I'm like, good! It shouldn't! I don't want that! I don't want 80% of the budget to be on casting! Yeah, like... Millie Bobby Brown was actually not bad in this at all. I I thought she was the best actor in this movie. I thought she was pretty good, but wishing no offense to her, I don't need to see her in any of the subsequent movies. I really don't. Just keep bringing back Charles Dance. He can't be that expensive. They'll bring back Ken Watson. That's fine. You have a recurring villain, and eventually he's going to be working for some bigger shadow organization, and then you're off that hook, too. Like, it's fine. Yeah, that's why you have Monarch and not... Tony Stark. Yeah, you yeah, really just a bunch don't. of nerds. Could be anyone. It's fine. Yeah, and you can, like, have a budget Max von Sydow. You know? It's cool. We're not going to get mad. Exactly. I'm not mad. Yeah, of course I not. I love Charles Dance so much. You got to He's <laughs> um, fantastic. So, a lot of people don't like the main character. I think, Parker, you were one of them. I mean, I like how every time it was a serious line, he just delivered all of his dialogue like this. Like, motherfucker, <laughs> you're alone in your house with Ken Watanabe. Just speak up. <laughs> I got sick of him immediately because it, it became a running thing of like how many times are you just going to walk up to all these generals and go, actually, no, that's wrong. Let's just do this instead. It's like, oh, like I was taking pictures of wolves. I guess he's got Godzilla well, figured you, out. Parker, you have to realize this movie was made for sweaty nerds, and that is what every sweaty Present. nerd on the internet has been yeah. doing for 20 years. So then you got to throw him a bone, right? I mean, like, I don't think he specifically was bad. I just think all of his lines were the worst. Yeah. Like, I, I don't I, think anyone is a bad actor in it. I know I've seen that guy before. I don't know who the fuck he is or what he's in, but, like, he's a familiar face at least. And, yeah, like, what you said I think basically hits the nail on the head. Like, this is a really well-acted movie with really, really shitty dialogue, which... <sighs> but, I think I mean, part of the dialogue here is, and you raised this at one point off mic, but... 
it's not so much that the writing is bad, it's more that the dialogue is delivered by people who shouldn't be delivering that the dialogue. Character, yeah, the characters don't make any sense. I, it kind of feels, and I don't want to feel like this is a conspiracy or something, it kind of feels like studio med. Like, like no, we need Ken Watanabe to say that line. we got to get our money's worth out of Ken Watanabe. It's like, yeah, but his character wouldn't say something like that in this situation, you know? It just felt lazy, yeah. Like, I'm fine with somebody being mad at the lady for her genius scheme to release all the monsters, but not the one character in your entire movie who's sympathetic to the monsters. Like, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it, yeah, again, it definitely was not the best. Although, my favorite thing is she has her completely Sean McVay brain genius plan to release <laughs> all the monsters. Yeah, they'll just destroy the Earth and... Uh, We'll be okay. Uh, I like it. Tight ends. Then she lo- <laughs> one running back. <laughs> then she logs off, uh, and Chen is just looking at her. And she says, "What a bitch." <laughs> <laughs> there's some. There's some there's very one line. That was the line reading in this. That was movie. the only quip that I actually really laughed at. There are actually a few too many jokes for me, and the worst of them all came from Bradley Whitford. Let me tell you something. You have Pickle this guy Bradley. with shitty hair, <laughs> dumb glasses. Thinks he's really funny, but no one laughs at him. What the fuck, man? Uh, Like, what did I do to you? (laughs) I was talking about all of us, so. (laughs) (laughs) You did say shitty hair, not no hair. That's right, yeah, there we go. (laughs) (laughs) The funniest thing Bradley Whitford said this week was that he didn't realize that I would have voted for Obama a third time was a joke. (laughs) (laughs) Holy fuck. Oh, by the way, the main white dude was the coach in Friday Night Lights, so you're welcome. Holy shit, you're right. Okay, oh, yeah. I yeah, totally that, forgot that about that. I'm glad I could bring closure to all this for us. Yeah, I right. mean, that is sort of required viewing in Parker's home state. Uh, yeah. Speaking of... You there there were points when I got bored, but I'm like, I'm going to figure out what that guy's in, and I got nowhere with it. Because it's not Ron Livingston, but I thought it was Ron That's Livingston exactly a couple times. Thought, so, yeah. so. I'm scared to look up what Ron Livingston looks up, looks like now, you know? He was also in The Conjuring with Vera Farmiga. Oh, forget it. <laughs> Good news. Next week's episode. No. Um, actually, uh, you guys want to get your Boston jokes out of the way now? Nope. <laughs> oh, good. Okay. You know hey, what? Yeah, let's do that. Let's do that. All right. Okay. Alex has been sitting on this for a while. So this, we find out after some plot machinations, which we'll probably circle back to, this is secretly Maybe. a Boston movie. The whole universe centers on Fenway Park. That's so fucking crazy. We're just watching this nice little monster movie. You know, he destroys some South American villages in Antarctica. And then we get more fucking Mark Wahlberg's friends shoved down our fucking throats. And you know what, Chris? This is why my jerk... This is where my jerk of the week comes in. Because we're sitting here, we're watching this movie, you know. This city on this string of just championship after championship after championship. Like, just everywhere. They're on TV every month of the year with their title parades. All of a sudden, things start going wrong. The city's oh, no, getting don't destroyed. Stop. I was close. <laughs> and that's why my jerk of the week is David Ortiz. Because if it's his fucking city, where the hell is he at? Like, how are you going to make this stand about how Boston's your fucking city, and you're not even going to show up to defend it from monsters? Like, fuck off, you fraud. Definitely I mean, I know it's probably because you lost 150 pounds after you stopped taking steroids, but, like, <laughs> it's just... It, where where is your decency sir where <laughs> sir resign sir uh, can't believe david ortiz just got canceled can't believe david eisenberg <laughs> signed on to our podcast so anyway <laughs> 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 that's a beer nerd's name 
<laughs> I know. Don't worry, dude. Yeah. Okay. So, do you think David Ortiz would have a higher batting average than King Ghidorah? I do. So, uh, oh, actually, it's really wanna... hard to see the ball with six eyes. Actually, so <laughs> he could see all angles. So, uh, let's talk about the monsters. Real the quick. third head of King Ghidorah is actually just Chris Davis. <laughs> Ah, I miss you, Crash Davis. I miss you so much. <laughs> you want him back? No. You sure? My so, old roommate's name was Chris Davis. He would get so psyched when that big idiot would come up and just mash a tater in AAA. And get called up and strike out eight games in a row. Okay, let's talk about the monsters. So obviously Godzilla's in it, and he's bigger than he's ever been somehow. Uh, Mothra's so back. Big. We've talked about how much we like Mothra. I like how like her legs were a lot longer, and they were sharp, and they, she could use them to like, fight off people. That was cool. Because uh, Moss actually do that, as far as I know. Uh, Rodan is back. I haven't seen Rodan since, uh, I think, actually, Kingador, maybe in the 90s, Parker. Was Rodan in that? Uh, he might have been. I think so. He doesn't show up that much anymore. Yeah. He's yeah. always like a secondary character. just shows up like, yeah, hey, I'm going to help, guys. Always had a this, bit of a soft spot this, for Rodan. This might be a hot take. I thought Rodan looked like shit, but I didn't care oh. because like a giant pterodactyl monster made of fire is really dope. So I, I liked like, it. Whatever. I thought it was very, like cool and scary if, looking. If I, I didn't know I, what Rodan was, it could have just been like, oh, it's one of the other like titans that. I, yeah, I was like, oh, that's a Marvel bad guy with these three monsters. Like it could have just okay, been whatever. any of the other unnamed ones that were roaming around the world. Yeah. And we meet some of them. We oh, see, you see generic that. spider creature number one. We see generic spider creature number two. The woolly we mammoth. We see woolly mammoth. <laughs> and we see that Pokemon from Detective Pikachu that was actually a mountain. Oh, good. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, Thank I got you, you buddy. So here's the so thing. Funny. They barely show those other monsters. They say, yeah, there's like 17 in the world in Ron Livingston. And here's my take. Good. Because that's all your sequels, and when you make a movie about them, it'll look better than if you had it in a throwaway scene in this fucking movie, and then you're stuck to that design. Well, more than that, I mean, look, uh, that is a very good point. I kind of like the focus. If I have, like, a 17th monster to keep track, I'm, there's no way I'm going to know that, you know? Keep yeah, it on. They're the all point. fighting. Like, you've got me, but you got a really good not, tag team so. right here. Uh, Godzilla and Mothra versus King Ghidorah and Rodan. That's totally fine. That's all that I need. You know, again, you add in another one to the mix, I'm going to start getting confused. I've got a notoriously small brain here. So let's try to keep it easy for, especially for the kids at home. That's one of the highest things uh, as far as praise goes for this movie, at least for me, that I think this is a really good movie for like slightly older kids who are like going to get into Godzilla now because they don't have to watch those really shitty movies from the 60s. They can, you know, start off with Godzilla 2014, then they got Kong's and now they got this, and then Godzilla versus Kong. The kids are going to get into this. I think this is really good. If I were 11, this would be my favorite movie. Absolutely. 100%. Definitely. Like, that was my thought, so I was very confused <clears throat> as to why they kept showing the trailer for it, Chapter 2 ahead of it because that is going to ruin some kid's life. Oh, absolutely. Well, the, the naked woman yeah. skeeting and bopping around. <laughs> That trailer is fucked, and if I was a 13-year-old there to see a monster movie, I... Hmm. I did that not see not that. Wait, isn't It Chapter 2 rated R? How did, how did they show that? Yeah, that's a good question. <laughs> there <laughs> was some real scattershotting with the trailers. You know how many of the kids in the audience are going to see Final Blood? I'll give you a hint. It's literally none of them at any point in their lives. Oh, ever. I don't know, because they played Old Town Road. They're going to get all those elementary school students to go see it. <laughs> It's a real good video. <laughs> Group dab outside the theater for Final Blood. I am so ready. I, I really hope Billy Ray Cyrus just buys that theater for that elementary school. We're going to watch Sylvester Stallone kill some minorities. I don't think the kids near me are super excited for Shaft, but you know, it's possible. <laughs> oh, God. What? I've seen that fucking Shaft trailer a million times. 
Same. The one girl's kind of hot, though. Anyway. Um, it's funny, yeah. because you can't show the Men in Black trailer, because then everyone's going to see that instead in two weeks. Oh, you want to talk about <laughs> something that's going to make Yellow Cyclone mad. <laughs> There's a She's girl a in it. It says Men in Black. Look, read the title. Read the title. This is a studio. It's met. Look, you wouldn't cast... Okay, look. <sighs> <laughs> I'm actually laughing. Yeah. Fucking studio I'm a big fan of the here. people saying that the new X-Men is SJW nonsense. Oh, <laughs> yes. yeah. The apparently, X-Men notorious. To be fair, apparently uh, Dark Phoenix literally uses the joke, why don't you change it to X-Women? We're always saving the men. <laughs> got em. You laugh, but also it's got a 20% on Rotten Tomatoes right now. Ooh. That's a lot higher than I guessed. Boy. <laughs> I saw Apocalypse. Ask me one thing that happened. Nope. That is gone from my brain like a fucking etch a sketch. Okay, so let's. Mm, old James McAvoy's Magneto! Okay. okay. <laughs> I don't know who that one was. I'll <laughs> circle back to Godzilla. Uh, so, sorry, that was my impression of everyone on the internet whenever any person that's in that movie is brought up. Yeah. Okay, so in Godzilla King of the Monsters, they, you have the split family. You have the main guy who, from Friday Night Lights, I'll just take Parker at his word, and uh, a mother, and Millie Bobby Brown is her daughter, and uh, she really misses her dad. Anyway, turns out the mom is evil, and that's the nicest way I can put it. Well, she wants to wait. Actually, <laughs> actually, she's right. She's one hundred percent correct. I totally disagree. I am so against her. Stu- her fucking plan is so stupid. Yeah, we'll just it's let them destroy the earth, cool. and then we'll just live with them, and it'll be cool. Like, she is directly responsible for the destruction of Boston, and that is why she is oh, the best character in this movie. Yeah. She's the anti If you're asking me if I have the choice between just being worked into a hot paste until I'm like 70 and then just being left to die, or getting crushed by a big monster foot, uh, it's big monster foot every time, buddy. I'm gonna yeah, be I mean, I, I we find out at the end of the movie in the, the clippings that are over the credits that she was totally right and it was completely vindicated. So no, I either that. die penniless and broken, or I have like a seventy percent chance of being able to touch Mothra. So get at me. Can you, know, you imagine if they sent like one of like the D-list titans to your town? Like you're really excited, and then just, just, like, the robot from Wild Wild Wild. Wild oh great, it's Angerus. Like, great. You want to fuck this? <laughs> Blow my own brains out. Biolanti dies because of global warming. Leave my queen. <laughs> Speaking of Queen, they actually call Mothra a queen of the monsters, which I like and I think it's appropriate. I, I think that Mothra But also they used it to set up a shitty joke. So Um yeah, that was weird, wasn't it? That, oh yeah, like they totally do it, right? Yeah, they got a thing. Yeah, if I was eleven I would have laughed. And then Bradley yeah. Schiffer is just like they're symbiotic Wait, it wasn't Bradley Schiffer, it was uh, the guy from those uh phone commercials, right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the guy who was mad that somebody else got all the quips. Oh, that's a good. Wait, you know yeah, the you entire. Know I'm, I'm glad he's in heaven. <laughs> that's a good. Like thing, twenty yeah. minutes ago, I was like, I can't have two of these characters. Someone has to shut the fuck up. I, I, I really like Mothra in this. I, I do. I, I kind of like the idea that she and Godzilla used to be like, you know, the one-two punch against all the other monsters. You know, <laughs> she, he was insane, and she was his queen. And God help anyone else. Sorry. Oh, bitch. <laughs> I'm ready, ready to turn this mic off now. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, I guess this is a spoiler. Man, Mothra's death kind of broke my heart. I was... I could sense, like, oh no, it's happening. 
Please I, I did, well, I mean, the movie starts with the rebirth of Mothra. Like, you know it's not the end. Like, oh, I yeah. feel like the way they started this movie kind of takes any emotional stakes out of that scene that could possibly be there for me. Because I know Mothra's just going to be back. Like, Mothra might be an egg in the next movie, and then the movie after that, Mothra hatches again. Yeah, we're right you know, that's the problem with your immersion, because I was so into that scene there. I wasn't thinking about the beginning of the movie, because all I could remember from the beginning of the movie is they're just running around, and they're talking, and no monsters are fighting each other. In the moment, in the battle, she dies and bursts into... Oh, God. I was... I didn't cry or anything. I was, I was actually totally fine, and it was cool, and I actually had allergies, but... Anyway. Totally didn't get any Space Hillary vibes from Mothra dying for no reason. Sorry, Parker, Girlfriend that Laura was Dern wasn't in this. Very upset at Mothra's death. <laughs> she did not take it well. <laughs> See? Yeah, same thing. So, uh, at one point, I think they more or less implied that Mothra could like, synthesize speech or something like that. Do you think in the future movies that she'll be voiced by Laura Dern? Yes. It's in play. <laughs> Yeah, Absolutely. and when Mothra comes back, twins. like uh, like all the radiation Mothra. unleashed by Godzilla caused her to have really big feet. And... <laughs> oh, fuck yeah, <laughs> oh, oh, my God, I am wild at heart. Just fucking crush me. You know who else <laughs> is going to be queen. resurrected? Uh, Hillary Clinton for another presidential run. Politics. Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it's Mothra's turn. <laughs> if President Hillary Clinton announces a research grant for Monarch for Skull Island at the start of the next movie. Oh, man. Also, if she does it, like, tomorrow, I'll vote for her. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, she's not going to win, but, like, what if she does? What if we get Skull Island documents, y'all? I was starting to get a little bit confused by who was on whose side at some point. There is the government, there is Monarch, and then there's this spin-off group, um, a solo project, I suppose, by Ken Watanabe. Um, what the, Did they have a name? The third time that someone showed up and tried to explain who they were and why they needed the Orca, I was like, oh yeah, I'm good. That's fine. I'll just, I'll just let this glaze over me until there's monsters again. Yeah, so here's <laughs> the thing. matter. Like, Chris brought up, like, our immersion level with the movie differently. I immediately, because it's 2019, and this has been drilled into my brain oh, for the last boy. 15 years of the of movie making, like, I immediately went into franchise mode while watching this. Like, within oh, 15 minutes, just the way that all information is presented to you, it's like, oh, someone will show up for 90 seconds and talk about this spooky shadow organization that's been around for four generations, and then vanish, and it's never mentioned again. It's like, oh, that's gonna be in one of the sequels in 2023. I should pay attention to this. There are so many things that they're clearly using as branching paths to other movies that, like, if I were to take this movie at face value by itself, I would have a lot more problems with it than I do. But the idea that they're going to make another one of these every year and there's going to be some branching path off this movie, whether it's Charles Dance and his weird eco-terrorists, whether it's a monarch movie, whether we get a prequel of how King Ghidorah got frozen in fucking Antarctica, like... It doesn't need to all be explained because we'll get the explanation later, and I'm kind of happier with that. So, Alex, at one point you you declared that this movie is going to make no money. Do you still think that? Uh, it'll I mean, do fine. Really underperforming. It it's not. It's not really underperforming. It's like barely underperforming. But, it did 48 million opening weekend, which mm -hmm. and the projection was like 55. So, but dude, what about Dark Phoenix taking its box? <laughs> Yeah, I was really uh, happy when I saw the reviews for that reason. But, uh, yeah, if this, like, ekes across the nine-digit barrier, like, domestically, and makes the gorillions of dollars that it'll make in China, I think we're fine. The budget of this was, what, like, $150 million? 200 Yeah, but there was a lot of advertising. Like, more so than you would expect. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're not wrong. I was it's just. just it and I'll be honest, because if these underperformed, Toho might not extend that license past Godzilla vs Kong. Well, it's a good thing that they didn't name all of those other titans, so you can just make a movie about one of them. That's fine with me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm good for big monster movies. I don't care. Mm-hmm. But yeah, when I said that, it was a direct result of me seeing an opening night and the lights coming up and me looking around at the crowd and going, oh, fuck. Oh. Because it was some variation of fat guy with beard and fat guy with beard and his girlfriend. The entire crowd. Oof. Like, I just... I, oh, you didn't see me wave it's, at you? <laughs> it scared me. It scared me a lot that, like, nobody was like, I'm going to take my kids to see Godzilla on a Thursday night. I mean, I know school's still in session. Like, sure, there Not are, like, long. logistical reasons why that wouldn't be the case. But I got real, real worried. And then when I saw it again on Sunday afternoon and the theater was like 60% children, I felt a lot better. Yeah, when I saw it on Sunday, there was a whole lot of kids. I was like, I don't know. And Parker, you mentioned something about there's a possibility that they would be scared by King Ghidorah. I'm not so sure. I think the kids were pretty tough. I didn't hear any screams, no crying or anything like that. The, the kids were all into it. That thing looks like the fucking devil. That <laughs> is going to scare a couple I'm sorry. Kids. I had. I have to admit, I'm, I'm still stuck on the left head of that uh, of that monster just being <laughs> profoundly <laughs> retarded. It's real good. I'm Look, a big fan. I understand what Parker's saying because I was afraid. I would have been afraid of that if I were a kid. But also, when I was a kid, I was afraid of the monkey in Aladdin. So I am not a good barometer <laughs> okay <laughs> <laughs> all right let's regroup from that <laughs> to touch back on what yes! you said about the breadcrumbs i cannot believe this movie didn't take 20 minutes to be like all right let's see what's happening on skull island now guys because with every Thank fucking God. dc movie i've seen with the fucking fantastic beast movies like Ugh. any other franchise would be like your favorite well, we franchise last time and those are gonna be really important so we might as well take the characters there because it's gonna be important later no we see like two shots of kong looking over his shoulder like oh, that's fucked and that's it which is good it's not his movie and there were also like to this movie's credit despite it being two hours and 18 minutes long there were clearly a lot of choices that were made for the sake of brevity because they knew they had to jam-pack so much into it. Mm-hmm. Maybe not had to, but did. For instance, you know, they wake up Godzilla, Godzilla fucks off, the plane immediately arrives. They're in the city, on the ground. They're like, hey guys, the chopper's gonna be here in two minutes. I timed it the second time through. 41 seconds. That two minutes took 41 seconds. It wasn't a literal dumbass action movie like, oh, we're looking at our watch, you only got 30 seconds left, like, doing it in real time, like every other fucking movie does. I was real relieved about that kind of stuff, because we don't need the full two minutes to watch them solder together their stupid little computer and then get in a helicopter. That's fine. And actually, so the very first scene of the movie, after the prologue, where it's Millie Bobby Brown and her mom, they're hanging out. In the back of my head, I'm like, okay, how long are we going to have to spend with them and then something happens and then they have to go there? How long is that going to take? When the alarm goes off and it zooms out, it's like, oh, spoilers, they're just hanging out at the site. I was like, oh, fucking thank you, movie. Because yeah. I was prepared for 15 minutes before their plane landed wherever a monster was. And no, we're there at Mothra, what, 10 minutes in? Maybe? If that, yeah. You know, one like, of the, the other human things... scenes aren't great, but... There's a lot of monster stuff spliced in. Like, you're never in one place too long. And the second watching went by real quick. I gotta admit that, like, the human development really wasn't that bad. It's just that 
there wasn't a whole lot of actual development. I think they spent a little too much time on the human characters for my liking, which kind of says a lot about me. But it's all made up for by the monster scenes. They all look good. I, I'd like to talk about the scene where Ken Watanabe went into the subterranean pyramid from Alien vs. Predator and decides <laughs> to nuke himself to save Godzilla. I'm totally there for it. I uh, I like the way that Godzilla kind of looks. So here's one of the things about Godzilla is uh, people were debating saying, Oh, geez, I didn't think he was a hero. I thought he was more of a monster. You go around and fight them. I didn't know he was going to save people. He doesn't feel like a character with a personality. I don't think he's doing this to be like, I have to save my little buddies. I don't think that's his thing. I think he's more like Goku. I think he he feels a presence of a strong monster. It's just like, I want to pound that dude's face into the dirt, you know? And I like that. I've I think that's the fun of it. Five years. And this motherfucker had the nerve to wake back. Nah. <laughs> and but can I say? I know we're jumping all over the place. When they revealed, like, oh yeah, he's an alien. I fucking like did a mini fist bump. Like, thank you. Oh yeah. Thank you for just not pretending. Like, nah, he just came from space. Where? Maybe another movie. Doesn't matter. He's from yep. space. Uh, yeah. I mean, Fuck that off. is exactly what Alex was talking about. I That's was, probably another I was movie. Really good with that. Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. Like, casually drop line like, oh yeah, three headed literal just lucifer over there oh he's from space but yep. so we have to try cool. this weapon now <laughs> just brush past it and this is probably the point that i feel the need to bring this up because it is i don't even know if i want to call this a disclaimer but just like as a general statement of purpose for this movie don't let yourself get bogged down in the science stuff oh, there's yeah. so much of this movie that you can yeah but what about because they try to explain it and they shouldn't and it's probably the biggest problem with the movie the fact that there's there's a lot of just like science mumbo jumbo that actually makes no sense if you think about it for more than five seconds. <laughs> I think the Mothra voice synthesis scene was one of them. <laughs> yeah, the voice synthesis, the the subterranean passageways, oh, everything true. involving the nuking, Ken Watanabe walking around in like scorching <laughs> radiation without his spacesuit on. The submarine having lights. Like there's there's a lot that's wrong just don't worry about it. Like, it's not that kind of movie. Because yeah, like, if you if you pause too long on the little beats and go, hey, but wait a minute, then it's going to ruin the movie for you. Wait a second. So you tell me these gorilla aliens are pretending to be humans and they got a mecha Godzilla but put fake Godzilla skin on. This doesn't add up to me. I'm sorry. It's ridiculous. It doesn't matter. Just let yeah. them... I've Guys, Rodan does my... barrel rolls and destroys a bunch of jets. Like, stop. My biggest problem was... Here's a fun drinking game. Every time someone points at a map and describes what's moving, take a drink, and then you'll die. Yeah. Because I've never spent more time in a control room in my fucking life in a movie. <laughs> oh, Endless, yeah, that's true. just dimly lit rooms, just pointing at screens, finishing each other's sentences. And yet... But still, there's <laughs> monsters. Uh, I have to I have to tell you, I kind of really like the monster scenes. I really like the fights. I don't know, uh, I think a few people will work, let's say YC was actually the one who was complaining that it was shot like, uh, was it the, the that Matt Damon uh, movie? Born movies? Yeah, I don't yeah, understand I did not what he saw. See that. Cause there was at I, one point. Once he the... pointed it out, I kind of, I see what he's talking about. I think yeah. he's wrong. I did not see It's a lot of just all. ground perspective stuff. The, in the, the in the, the final battle, camera, like when it's first starting, it keeps cutting away to them on the ground. In my head, the first time I was like, "Okay, you better not fuck me around like this." But then you see the fighting, and like yeah. realistically, they're giant monsters. Like you can only throw each other into a building so many times. That's interesting to film. Like, 
Yeah, you're not wrong. You can't have a fucking choreographed Jackie Chan fight. Like, they're big lumbering oafs that just shoot beams and run into each other. <laughs> How many ways can you throw someone through a skyscraper? Now, what you could have done is not pause for an extra beat every time someone's almost about to get stepped on and then Godzilla saves them, which Correct. happens about 50 times. <laughs> Guys, I've seen a movie before. Come on. Yeah, yeah there was a whole lot of scenes where I was just like, I know that Godzilla's not dead, or I know that Millie Bobby Brown isn't going to die here, you know? It's, just and it, a lot of it, it is, uh, Alex, you've just referred to it as movie shit, and unfortunately, that's exactly what it is. It's like, I've, yeah. I've seen this art form before. You're going to have to surprise me in some capacity. It's, just nod to your head and go, oh, China. <laughs> it's especially complain. egregious during the entire Antarctica sequence. Oh, yeah. When it's like characters that we don't know being threatened by getting stepped on by a monster that was just revealed to us three minutes ago. And there are just <laughs> zero stakes. Like, oh, no, that one science lady from the UN died. Okay. <laughs> the realization, like, did he just eat Sally Hawkins like 30 minutes into this Yeah. <laughs> that really cracked me up. Now to jump around again, Alex, I know you're on my side. Chris, I want your thoughts. Okay. I do not like prequels, but you give me the prequel movie, That Underground City, with the kaiju. I could not be there faster. We oh, already yeah. saw Alien vs. Predator. We already saw you the You can no, even like put one. Jason Momoa in it, and I'll still watch it. Like, mm, take boy. me there. Uh, I don't know Give me that, an but... ancient civilization that barely has tools and fire, but also there's monsters running around. So what you're saying is... Is the fingers. king of Atlantis. So what you're saying is Apocalypto, but with Rodan? Oh, yeah. Yes! <laughs> I'm there. <laughs> Could you imagine Mel Gibson reading a kaiju movie? I would so be there. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, man. Do you think, like, the kaiju in that movie would just be a giant spinning star of David? Yes, who just be the giant Moses said from South <laughs> Popcorn necklaces, here we come. Oh, you don't really want to know what that frequency sounds like. It is. It's rough. <laughs> Speaking of frequencies, the nerve of this fucking lady to combine our hero Godzilla's voice with Tucker Max. <laughs> <laughs> Every yeah. time they tried to describe the sound waves, I, my eyes just glazed over. I was like, nope, not today, movie. Oh, not yeah. committing any thought to this. Fuck off. And that's like another example of like the science just being stupid. Because there are 17 Titans. And I was like, yeah, but what if we mixed them in this combination? That would take like four hours maybe to hit every possible combination and try it. Like, <laughs> why is this some fucking revelation? <laughs> I just love that like a monster will be mid attack. It'll just hit a button. They'll be like, I guess I'm going this way now. Oh. <laughs> like, it doesn't make a fucking bit of sense. It's real yeah, dumb. Whatever. Yeah, but exactly. Also, it made more monsters show up. So it's it's yeah. going to have the autistic kid from the Predator. He's going to develop a system that can use them all in limbo, just like uh, <laughs> like a I'm fucking here Final for Fantasy crossover. game or something. Oh God, give! I'm here for the Predator monsters trying to kidnap Godzilla. I mean, you want to talk about the ultimate hunt? Now we're talking. <laughs> okay, that franchise is having a lot of trouble. It's just. Imagine an hour into a Godzilla movie, just you just saw a cloaked predator. Oh fuck! I would see it until I literally did not have money to keep seeing it. I, wanna, I would never leave that theater. I want to get back well, to the the, pro- the problem with doing mashups of Godzilla with troubled movie franchises is you're inevitably going to see Star Wars characters here. 
You know, I mean, I had a lot of action figure fights that went pretty similarly, if we're being honest with each other. <laughs> anyway, uh, karate Jesus. All right, so here's my thing. I want to get back to it, because I described this at the beginning. Really good for a Godzilla movie. This is my number two favorite Godzilla. Um, and part of it is, if we were to take every single Godzilla movie where Godzilla fights another creature and just cut those scenes together and made like a really long movie with just Godzilla fighting each other. Number one, Parker would pay me for it. And two, yes, this would have the best scenes. And that says a lot because that is the most important thing in the Godzilla movies, at least for me. I don't care about anything. I don't care about the psychic powers. I don't care about, oh, we went back in time to the moon. I don't care that about... That makes one of us. That makes one of us. <laughs> Thank you. So finally. Worst part. <laughs> I just want to see Godzilla and another monster beat each other up, and I'm totally cool with that. And this movie does it better than any of the others. I think that goes a long I mean, way. You're not wrong. It's unfair, but you're not wrong. I oh, want that's to frame true. at least a dozen shots from this movie. I want to cover my walls in them like fucking John Doe. <laughs> like one of the ones. It's movie bullshit, but again, when you're in the moment, it's like it's like being in the middle of a wrestling match. You're like, oh, I am just screaming for blood when when uh, Mothra impales Rodan on one of its little stabbing spear legs. There, I loved it. I was totally there for it. I was like, fuck yeah. The scene that I loved the most, and it could fall under the category of movie bullshit, but it worked on me anyway. Is after Godzilla goes thermonuclear. And, like, you see the building come apart in front of the Paul Revere statue, and it's got the Ghidorah head sticking through, and you're like, oh, fuck, how did he live through that? And you realize it's just Godzilla eating Ghidorah's head. So good. Like, it's such a good fake-out. Yeah, it is. I I respected that so much. The reveal of that giant thermonuclear foot stomping down while that music plays, I was in another dimension at that point. (laughs) My spirit had left my body. That was in pure bliss. It's so much better than any of the previous kaiju movies that we've got before. And you compare it to, like, Godzilla getting sapped in the balls or, like, shooting him. <laughs> Sorry, that probably... That's like yeah, a bad example. Parker's favorite again. part of the entire series. It's <laughs> up there. I think number one for you is probably uh, Godzilla doing that stupid jump dance. It's, it's pretty good. Um, but it's also him just getting carried into the sky and then being dropped cock first onto a pole <laughs> that poor actor <laughs> some old Japanese man in a suit just getting dropped from the ceiling onto his dick <laughs> that sucks but I digress <laughs> anyway I, I my number one favorite Godzilla movie is actually Shin Godzilla as a result of this and it, it just works a lot better, I think, as a Godzilla movie and as a kaiju movie in general. I, I like the well, idea know that what part you like are planning most, for something. So. Um, I, and there's also different forms of Godzilla, so there's always something new and interesting to look at. I'm not saying that like this is really bad in comparison. It's just this movie makes me appreciate Shin Godzilla a lot more. So uh, go back and say I, I like Shin Godzilla more than I originally did. Updating the records. <laughs> Add it to the list. Uh, so how do we how do we feel about the uh, the impending Godzilla versus Kong? Put it in my veins. <laughs> I will also see that opening night. Absolutely, and maybe see it twice. Like I know that it's like you can kind of plot out this movie, but also like if they just spend most of it on or under or around Skull Island, I don't care. Like yeah. Because it's in such a contained place, and we got all of that lore in the credits about, like, how, oh, it's the birthplace of all the Titans, they think. 
and there might be a water monster, and like I just I'm good with all of it. Like mm-hmm. I have to seeing admit- the phrase mechanical thing like made my hair stand up. Like oh my god, if I get to watch Godzilla and King Kong fight Mechagodzilla, that's exactly what I'm planning. On I here. might stop existing. I think that's like the number one thing. We need them to team up like the Dudley Boys and just yes. 3DO that Mechagodzilla through a giant prehistoric table. Tender boys. Like, I believe with all my heart they will fight in the middle of the movie and then team up against something bigger. But also, I want that more than I want to be alive. You know, I derided the whole we went back in time to the moon bullshit thing. But if they do that now, can you imagine them transporting King Kong back in time? Could you imagine if they remade Godzilla vs. King Ghidorah frame for frame? And we got to see the regular dinosaur destroying the American army in the South Pacific. Ah, yes, the famed Godzillasaurus from World War II. (laughs) I love that Godzilla Godzilla has so many fucking origin stories, and one of them is he was just a regular dinosaur, and then we nuked him, which might be my favorite twist of all. Dinosaur slash war hero who ate a big fucking nuke oh and it all ends when they have this iteration of baby godzilla so any final thoughts on godzilla versus king of the monsters i love the score with all of my heart that's a good point yeah every single time (laughs) chanting started i like sat at my seat like oh fuck yeah oh fuck i feel about the godzilla roar like old white people feel when they hear the rocky theme start playing (laughs) so just like all three times it happened i was just like immediately pumped up like I, God, I should make that my ringtone. I really should. It's so good that that theme, that revamped theme of the Godzilla like theme song, that is the yeah. best version they have ever done with it, and it's oh, about it was, damn time. And it was sprinkled in so well. Yeah, like, exactly. Like they didn't go back to the well with it too often, even though they could have, and they would have been well within their rights. So sometimes movie bullshit can be all right as long as you have two really big monsters fighting each other or better yet lean into it (laughs) don't wink about it just just do movie bullshit it's fine yeah what's the worst that could possibly happen speaking of uh we need a we need a movie for next week i do have an idea that'll float by you guys unless you have anything else planned how about a sorry i just keep thinking of godzilla as himself that really, really cracked me up in the credits. <laughs> All the monsters were credited as themselves and made me real happy. That was Man. nice. Spe- speaking the of the credits, I can't believe a movie got me to stay for a post credit scene. I didn't think it was possible, but I did it. Was it so worth it? You. Let me work it. Thank you. <laughs> got you. Got you. Um, no, but also absolutely no, but it could be. Yeah. If that pays off at any point in the future, I, I, am, I assume it will. I am I absolutely. Like, me and my friend just immediately went and got food and just started there. Oh, what if they did this? What if they did this monster? For yep. a solid 20 minutes. And yeah. it felt good to be like, oh, wow, I saw a movie I liked, and I'm excited about what could come in the future. What a nice feeling. It's like The realization that that's how comic book dweebs have felt this entire time. I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> Is this what... Is this what joy feels like? Is is this hope? Did you leave? Did you let me hope? <laughs> I'm so happy I saw a second time just to see it on that giant screen. Cause oh yeah, hundred percent. My God, the sound design in this movie is so good. Oh yeah, absolutely. I think you know this could actually maybe win an Oscar for best sound design because it, it, everything sounded right. Because what got me the second time is the scene where I'm just gonna call her Eleven returns to her home oh, and just shuts the door and starts screaming. 
if you just showed someone that scene and went, hey, what's going on in the background? They're going to be, oh, it sounds like the actual apocalypse. Like, it literally just sounds like the world is ending. Everything is shaking. You just hear screaming and explosions. <laughs> like, without knowing there's a monster in the movie, you would just assume that the literal biblical apocalypse is happening behind that door. I love it with all my heart. I'm going to give you a little one for you. This is this is one that I can only imagine, Parker. You know how I feel about Mothra. That I like Mothra the, the, the moth, but I don't really like the Mothra twins, you know, and their stupid song. <laughs> as much as I like the character of Chen, played by uh, Zhang Ziyi, uh, who's been in a bunch of other really good movies, as it turns out, when I found out that she was a twin, I was like, oh, don't do it. Oh, please, God, don't do it. And they didn't uh, sing the song. They showed that God. picture. And they showed Birth Island. I was like, oh, wait a second. Come on now. <laughs> wait a second, movie. Don't fuck with me. I was, if they had sang that song in there, oh, my God. They First of all, you know it would have been a there rap. Was a meeting. You know they thought about they it. They would have had Lil Nas also, rap. I, too, would have thought about it. Because you have to at least pitch it and try and read the room like, Guys, is that too much? Should we do it? <laughs> All right. Uh, actually, I, I do have an idea for next week's movie. Floated by you guys. Uh-oh. It's called Volcano. It's got Tommy Lee Jones. <laughs> if, if we do insist. that, we have to do both of them. <laughs> what? That and Dante's Peak? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. All right, fine. <laughs> Are we really going to do one? Did you have any other ideas? Uh, I not really. Let me. I'd actually rather just I'm do volcano. Volcano has unless for some reason someone else wants to embark on this Harold and Kumar dive with me. I'm not doing no. that. <laughs> actually, not just yet. I'm... I still have a couple to go. Wait, Men actually, in Black is coming out. I'm. Oh, I kind of. We got another week. Oh, never mind. I was kind of. I was almost thinking about saying I kind of want to see the new Men in Black, and I definitely want to do a podcast on it just because of how angry nerds are going to be. Same, but I just want to see Chris Hemsworth walking around in a suit, spouting one-liners. Oh, I'm fine yeah. with that. Okay, so uh, why is that? Save that for next what week the then. Fuck is this? How about Volcano? <laughs> and yeah, Dante's Peak. <laughs> you, I mean, I will probably watch them both. Same. I, I prefer if we just focus on Volcano. I'm not going to have time to do both of those. Uh, oh, that's fine with me, but also... <laughs> yeah, we know who the, the audience for that is. <laughs> I know what I am. And that's the tea, sis.